Welcome to London Riverside Church Podcast. We hope you have a great day. Sit back, relax and enjoy. Okay, hey everybody, great to see you all. My ears are a little bit blocked, so I don't know if it's echoing or not, but I'll leave it to the guys at the back. Uh, But it's good to see you all this morning, and uh, thanks guys for putting the church life together. It's good, it's good, they're really raising the bar there, so very good, great things happening. And uh, if you're online, you're joining us online today, then so pleased that you've joined with us. We are going to be baptizing people here in the room in a few minutes' time. Uh, But I would like to just share a few thoughts from God's Word with you today. And uh, as Reg mentioned, uh, we had a great uh, honor to uh, be serving some leaders in Egypt, and I'll maybe say more about that another time. And so we were on this flight, uh, which was not quite... Reg had certain expectations about this missions trip. I had other. <laughs> Maybe I should have communicated them. Uh, <laughs> but uh, anyway, when we, when we were coming back, uh, we hit a bit of turbulence. And uh, I always find it fascinating on an airplane trip when we hit turbulence. Because uh, people react in different ways, don't they? Yeah? And you're all in this room, so you can probably identify yourself. Because some of you, you're just checking that buckle again. You say, I'm going to get that belt tight. You know, I'm going to make sure. And some of you are like, what do they say about the things coming down out of the ceiling? And, you know, you're thinking through all this stuff. Some people are totally panicked. It's like prayers going up. Other people are like, get this belt off. I need the toilet. It's like, <laughs> you know, and, and the, uh, the air steward is trying to get, get back in your seat, please, sir. You know, it's dangerous, you know. So everybody reacts differently when it's, when it's turbulent. It's a certain amount of fear, and you don't want to let on that you're a little bit concerned. Now, I'm going to put, you know, I'm... I'm trying to be honest with you all the time. So I want to tell you about a wonderful, wonderful privilege I had. And that was this year, I I received a gift for my birthday back in March. And that was to have a, uh, to go up in a two-seater plane and have a a flying lesson. Okay? Now, here's the thing. I was overjoyed to receive the gift. And at the same time, oh no. Have you seen those planes? It's like a bucket with two wings... (laughs) <laughs> it's like, do I, like, I have no problem with flying in any plane with some, yeah, like loads of people on board and you don't really feel what's happening, but that thing. So I, I put it off and I put it off and I finally booked the date. And we went to this uh, airfield not so far from here. And uh, of course, I was, it, that's that mixture of uh, fear and excitement all at the same, yeah? Now let me just tell you, my excitement turned to fear only very quickly. Because we're sitting in these two seats, and I'm squashed next to Leo, who is now, in, now holds my life in his hands, okay? So me and Leo are pretty close in this, in this we're close. And he says, yeah, you can put the belt on if you want to. So what, I, I'm putting the whole lot on. He says, no, you don't need them. We're not going upside down. Good to know, okay? And then he's explaining the controls, and I'm like nodding, but it's all mush. Yeah, yeah? you know when you're scared, it's like they're telling you what's happening, and you're like, I don't know. I just know I'm sitting in this thing, and we're about to go in the air. And I'm looking at the door. We shut the door. And you know, you, you check it. I don't think that thing's going to hold me. I'm not going to lean against that door. So anyway, it's a, it's a <laughs> we take off on, uh, on a grass airfield. By the way. Yeah, so, so we're taking off. And as we're climbing, and I'm looking that way, and, 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 and the thing's shaking around a bit. And the engine sounds like a, it's like a lawnmower that's just exhausted, Yeah. And, and he's, he's checking dials and he's doing stuff. I mean, I don't have to fly anything yet. He's going to get it straight. He's going to get it level before I get to do anything, right? 
And as we're climbing, I can feel the fear, and I need to hold on to something. And I can see this bar on the dashboard. And I think, if I grab that now, he's already asked me what I do for a living. It's, it's just, I just look a complete wuss. Yeah, if I grab that now, I'm just going to look like I'm so scared, even though I am totally scared. And so we leveled out a bit, and it's kind of turbulent. And, and it's not turbulent like a big plane. It's turbulent like someone's just grabbed the plane and threw it. So I'm, you feel like you're free-falling, and then suddenly you hit something. And uh, I look at him, and he can tell, he's not stupid, he can tell I'm completely petrified. He says, oh, it's a little bit bumpy today. It's a little bit bumpy. This is a little bit bumpy. I don't want to see big bumpy. This is a little bit bumpy. And so I, what I realized, I'm going through this in my head, I realized, basically, I, know, I don't know what I'm doing. And I did get to fly some of the way, and it was really exciting and amazing and so on. But I realized I'm actually having to trust this guy that I met half an hour ago. I, I, really, I can't start asking a pilot if he's doing the right thing. You know, that would be totally stupid and embarrassing. And it's, it's like when you get fear, it, the fear was I was kind of getting relaxed into it, okay? Getting to know Leo, a bit of small talk, started to understand what was going on. And then you hit turbulence again. And, and everything starts to jump, and I, I'm, I'm, I can't really describe what that feels like, but it feels like I'm about to die. So it's, it's like, in all this situation, I, ca- I am not in control. He's in control. And I've got to trust that he knows what he's doing. And, it, and thank God he did know what he was doing. <laughs> and uh, it was an amazing experience once I calmed my fears. And I want, to, I want us to, to recognize that fear is such a controlling thing in our lives. It, it, it could have robbed me the whole experience. I could have been clinging onto that thing, my eyes shut for a whole hour, you know? But I actually had to kind of, hold on, this guy knows what he's doing. I can trust him. I'll, I'll listen to what he's saying. I'll, do, I'll take his instructions and how this works. You know, there's a story in the scripture in, Ma- in Mark chapter 4. It says that day, on that day, the evening came, verse 35, Jesus said to his disciples, let's go over to the other side. And leaving the crowd behind, they took him along, just as he was in the boat, and there were also other boats with him. Verse 37. A furious storm came up, and the waves broke over the boat, so that it was nearly swamped. And Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion, and the disciples woke him and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? Now, this is a a story, a well-known story in the Scripture, where the followers of Jesus are in the boat, crossing the lake, crossing the sea, and the, uh, the storm comes up, and you've got to remember, some of these followers of Jesus, they're, they're fishermen. They're, they're not, the boat's not a new thing to them, right? It's not like me stepping in an airplane, I don't know what I'm doing. They, 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 they knew what they were doing, and they were concerned. You know, like if Leo had got concerned, then I had right to be concerned, yeah? I did ask him if there was parachutes in there. He said, no, no, we don't do that. <laughs> anyway. I'm, going to, I'm not going to digress. I'm going to stay with the story of the Bible. So here we are. So the, the actual fishermen themselves are scared. So that's a proper storm. You agreed? That's a proper storm. And so the fear is real. And there's turbulence in our lives. There's things that will throw us and shake us and things that we don't expect that take us by surprise. And it's like the fear is real, friends. Whether it's a loved one who's, who's, you've just got report that they have this illness. Whether it's a, a, your job that seems so sure, but now it's unstable. Whatever it might be, there's turbulence that hits us, and the fear is real. And you see, when we're in a storm, or when there is that turbulence in our lives, it raises two questions. 
First question is this. In verse 38, it says that Jesus was sleeping in the stern. He's at the back of the boat having a good old sleep through the storm. And the first question is, why is God sleeping through my trouble? Now, we're not going to put our hand up and say, yeah, I think that. But we do think that. Because we prayed and there's been no answer. We've sought after God and it doesn't seem to be a solution. And it says, as though God is sleeping through our difficulty. It's like the, it's silent from God. He's saying nothing. He's doing nothing. Our prayers are going unanswered. We're praying and it's simply getting worse and not better. And we were told if you pray, God answers. So why is it not answering? Why is Jesus sleeping through this storm? And uh, you know, somebody once put it like this, that you see a light at the end of the tunnel and then you realize it's the train coming towards you. It's like it's just getting worse when you thought it was getting better. Why is God sleeping through my trouble? The second question is, teacher, don't you care if we drown? In other words, does God care? And I believe so many people, I, I actually think there's not that many atheists in the world. You know, like really convinced that there's really nothing else but us. Most of us in trouble, we cry out to someone. Most of us in need, we look for someone who has faith that can somehow show the way. The question is not if there's a God. The question is, does he care? Is he interested? Has he got time for me? The disciples are saying to, to Jesus, don't you care that if we drown? These words have been repeated elsewhere in the scripture. When Martha comes to Mary, uh, sorry, Martha comes to Jesus, and she's annoyed with her sister Mary, and she says, Jesus, don't you care? I'm run off my feet, and she's doing nothing. I'm exhausted, and it, you, don't you care what's happening in my experience? Don't you care what's going on in my world? So when we're in turbulence, and when the storm is there, these questions, if we're honest, and let's be honest, it helps. If we want some answers, then we need to be honest with our questions. You know, it seems like God is sleeping. Why is God sleeping through my trouble? Why, does God really care? And in verse 39, it says that Jesus got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. And the wind died down, and it was completely calm. It was completely calm. You see, God may appear to be silent, but he's still in control. I want you to receive that today. Because it, you come with the prayer that's not been answered, the, the, the decision that hasn't been made, the, the things that are not working out. And God may appear to be silent, but he's still in control. And in a moment's notice, Jesus stands up and the storm is still. He speaks, well, in English, three words. Quiet. Literally means shut up, okay? But we're being polite. Quiet, be still. And it's still. And he commands the storm. He said the same words to the man who was troubled by a demon just a chapter before. He, he can speak to any circumstance and command it to be still. So in verse 40, he said to his disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? Now, I don't know about you, but this feels a little bit like a punch to the gut. Yeah? Can I be? You know, like Jesus, the guys, they're scared for their lives. They're, they're brave fishermen that think they're about to drown. What, what kind of question is that? Why are you so afraid? 
But Jesus is bringing, uh, recognizing, listen, fear in our experience is unavoidable. Turbulence and storms are unavoidable. But how we respond is our choice, our decision, our decision. In other words, Jesus is saying, if you're not trusting me, what are you putting your faith in? If you're not trusting me, what or who are you putting your faith in? You say, well, I'm not a person of faith. I don't, I don't need to trust anybody. Well, here's the thing. If you're a living, breathing human being, you're a person of faith. That's how we're wired. We're trusted in something. It's, even if it's only ourselves, we put our faith in someone or something. And Jesus' challenge to us today is, who are you putting your faith in? Where is your faith? Do you still have no faith, he says to his followers. You see, there's, uh, there's times when we begin to follow Jesus and prayers are answered like almost before we prayed them. And there's amazing experiences that we have. But then there are times when we hit turbulence and it goes quiet. And Jesus does ask us this question. These disciples have been following Jesus for a little while now, and they're enjoying the fact that they're following the master, they're seeing miracles happening, they're seeing, seeing people fed, they're seeing all kinds of things happening. But yet in this situation, he has, appears to be silent. In this situation, he's asleep. In this situation, it appears that he doesn't care. And it's a tough one, but it's a, gr- a moment of growth in their journey with God. Because in that moment, instead of saying, there, there, guys, I know that was a bit scary, he says, hold on, where was your faith? I'm still in the boat. I can stand up and it's stopped. Any, anything's possible. God might be silent, but he's still in control. And he asks us, where is our faith? Do you still have little faith? What are you putting your faith in? And I want to encourage us today to decide to trust Jesus. Decide to trust Jesus in every moment, in every situation. Not simply a, oh yeah, I'll decide to follow him because it's Sunday. I'll decide to follow him because it seems the right thing to do. But no, in every area of our lives, in every concern, in the things that we want, not even sure if we should tell our best friend, will we tell him? Will we trust him with that concern? Will we trust him with that? Decide to trust Jesus. Here's a couple of things. Trusting Jesus brings confidence. When, 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 when I told my brain that Leo actually knows what he's doing in this little bucket of a plane, when I got my, into my head, uh, I, w- I was actually enjoying this amazing experience. But I had to tell myself, this guy knows what he's doing. I had a confidence in, uh, in Leo. God bless Leo, he's a good guy. Uh, I, I had a confidence in Leo, which then enabled me to enjoy it and, 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 and go through this amazing experience. So trusting Jesus brings us a confidence. You see, what's the last thing that Jesus said? In this situation, Jesus said to his disciples, let's go over to the other side. That means Jesus intends to get there. They think they're going down in the middle. Jesus has already said, we're going to the other side. What's he said? We hold on to his word and we have a confidence that he can do what he says he will do. You see, fear will shout, but we choose to live according to his voice. We choose even in the turbulence to find that still place where we know that Jesus is still in control. If he led you this way, then he will finish what he has started. Philippians 1 verse 6 puts it like this, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. That he who began, it was all his idea. 
You thought you decided to follow him, but he was actually going after you. It was his idea that you would follow him. And what he has begun, he will bring to completion. You're not going to go down in the middle of the lake because you're going to the other side. He's already decided the, 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 the trajectory of your life. And so we have a confidence. As, Paul, as the Apostle Paul says in Romans 8, if God is for us... Okay, let's try it again. If God is for us, who can be against us? Yeah, a few of you know your Bibles in here. That's great. Who can be against us? Who can separate us from the love of Christ? Who can separate us? Wow, there's a confidence that comes when we decide to trust Jesus. The other thing is this, that trusting Jesus brings a peace. And a peace in Bible terms is not the absence of trouble. Peace in Bible terms is not always the ending of a war. Peace in Bible terms that God gives us is not a smoothing, always a smoothing of the lake, a, a removal of the turbulence. You see, it says here in Philippians 4 verse 6, and some of you will know this scripture, don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. What happens? The peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. We can know the peace of God even in the turbulence. You know, there's a wonderful feeling when you finally touch down and everything's smooth <laughs> and not moving anymore. And I'm not saying that life is... That can never happen. But the important thing is not so much the storm that's raging, but who's in your boat? Who's in your boat? Is Jesus with you? Can you know that peace that passes our understanding? We're trying to figure out how this is going to work, but the peace of God comes, transcends our understanding, trans guards our hearts from the fear and the anxiety. You see, when our f when you know what it's like when our hearts are all confused, when our hearts are racing, we don't make the right decisions. We start looking in the wrong places. We start making our own solutions. But when the peace of God comes, transcends our understanding, guards our hearts. You see, when we decide to trust Jesus, we have a confidence in life. We have a peace through our storm. Finally, in Mark 4, that we're reading there, in verse 41, it says, They were terrified and asked each other, Who is this that even the wind and the waves obey him? Who is this? That's a great question. In fact, that's a question that we all need to answer in life. Who is this? Who is Jesus, really? They thought they knew him until this situation happened. And this was a moment to grow. It's like, wow, who is this man? Who is this who can even command the storm? to be still. I want to encourage us all in this room, we all need to settle that question. Maybe you're, not, maybe you're not so sure about who Jesus is. It's a great question. It's a great place to be. Who is this man? What difference does he make? The question I want to close with is simply this. Is Jesus in your boat? Is Jesus in your boat? His presence makes all the difference. We can pass through any storm with him. There are times when he takes us round the storm. But there's other times where we go through that turbulence. But we trust him because he's with us. He's in our boat. And I encourage you in this room, maybe you've been following Jesus for a while. So you're, yeah, of course he's in my boat, but are you trusting him? 
Or are you panicking? Is the fear taking over? Is the turbulence too much? Or do you know it's going to be all right? We're going to get to where we need to get to because he is in the boat. Maybe you're here and you don't know. Is Jesus in my boat? Is Jesus in my life? Am I following him? It's a decision to trust Jesus. Maybe you need to make that for the first time. Say, I want to trust Jesus today. The wonderful thing is that Jesus went to the cross and he took my punishment upon himself. He took your punishment upon himself. That which we've done wrong, that which we have messed up, the shame, the guilt that we know, he took that upon himself. That's what the cross is all about. And the wonderful thing is the story doesn't end at the cross. He's risen. He took our punishment. And now we live in the life that he gives. That's what we're going to celebrate with those that are getting baptized today, that they are buried with Christ and risen with Christ. Let's finish with this scripture in Galatians 2 verse 20. It says, I have been crucified with Christ. I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Who loved me and gave himself for me. I live by faith. Faith is simply trusting God. Trust in him. Trust in him. I'm going to pray a simple prayer. Maybe if it helps for you to close your eyes as we pray if you're comfortable doing that. But I just want to pray a simple prayer. And I encourage you, this is a prayer to invite Jesus into your boat. This is a prayer to say, Jesus, I want you in my life. I want to follow you. I want to know your forgiveness and know your guidance. So I'm going to pray a simple prayer. And I encourage you in your head to to pray this prayer after me, if that's your prayer. Father God, I thank you for your love. Thank you for Jesus, that he went to the cross in my place, and that he is risen. And I choose today to put my trust in him. Come into my life. Lead me. Guide me. I ask in Jesus' name. Now, while our heads are still bowed, if that's been your prayer today, I just want to make a simple request. If, if that's been your prayer for the first time, you're saying, I want to trust Jesus for the first time today. I want to come back to trusting him. I've been a, a long way from following him. And just put your hand up for me. You're going to put a gospel into your hand uh, this morning. If that's your desire, just pop your hand up and put it down again. That's wonderful. If that's been your desire today. Wonderful. Wonderful. Now, we're going we're gonna to baptize in just a moment, but I wonder if I could invite us all to stand. Because I know there's, there could be, there'll, there'll be different turbulence going on in your, in your world when you leave this place today. So let me just pray a prayer for us regarding that. Lord God, we thank you for your faithfulness. And Lord God, we thank you that even when it's quiet, even when it seems that you're sleeping, you are still in control. And so, God, we thank you for that truth in our lives. And I pray, Lord God, that there will be a confidence that rises in our hearts. Lord, as we bring our desire, needs to you, that there will be a peace that floods our hearts and minds, we pray. We thank you that you are a faithful God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Reg. That's all from us here on our LRC podcast. 
If there's anything else you would like some more clarification on or you would like to take the next steps in your journey, then why not head over to our next steps page at londonriversidechurch.com forward slash next steps. That's all from us here today and we hope you have an amazing week.